0: Hello there to you who feel like your lives are being pushed aside for the sake of chaos. Hello to those who want change that isn't vague. Hello to every community in the shadows of our country. Hello, my name is Kim, and you're listening to the Shadow the Shadow. A space where we discuss difficult conversations to come together and actually reach a conclusion. Human rights are not up for debate. Now I've taken some time to cool off from the last episode. I've come across some suggestions and ideas that directly address the frustrations we currently live in. We want solutions, so here are a few I've found. This part is meant to engage with inspiration and creativity. If anyone wants to research anything I said, suggest, or implied, I'm talking about debunking, critiquing, elaborating on, or running a thought simulation on, that's strongly encouraged. Question me. My link tree will be in the description. Some housekeeping rules to keep in mind. Be respectful in the comments, please. Discuss what needs to be discussed as an audience, and I'll start making highlight shows or livestream a Q&A. Thank you for hearing me out. I'd be happy if you subscribe and and share my little corner of the internet. You don't have to, remember, you have free will. Okay, so it's the system that sucks, get rid of it. Then people who already cannot get food, cannot get food. You're not solving problems by taking away the only safety net to starving to death. Then what do we do? Nothing is working. Pour more money into these systems. Then we'll get government cheese again. Well, the government will just keep changing the rules so that only the people who have this much money gets it. That isn't enough. Well, let's donate as much as we can. We can solve our problems by hosting bigger and bigger parties to attract private investors like the biggest celebrities to give us money to a very specific cause. It's the solution! Well, it's the only system that works. My freedom of speech is being under attack. I'm being oppressed! I just lost my rights to my body. A man I do not know, nor does he contribute to my everyday life, has the right to my body now. Not being able to come out of your ass on business that isn't yours is not what oppression feels like. Apparently. I should not be allowed to have control or ownership of my own personhood, for I am a child. But I'm not when a child born of shit circumstances needs an adult. You do not determine when I'm ready to have children in my life. You do not live my life. You do not work my job. You're not paying my bills. And because you're not me, I determine what I want to do with my body regardless of your personal religious beliefs. You do not get to validate your feelings with selective hearing and misrepresenting facts. And I'm none of your fucking business. So for strangers to tell me, my body and what it can possibly do is of great interest of the state. Especially when the state would rather me be a single mother chained into poverty than a selfish hag adopting the children who are already here. The only time it should be any concern, really, is when it concerns someone else. Currently living detached from another human being's life. I'm literally telling you, our private lives, both yours and mine, should never be a subject of debate on government floors. Currently, small businesses can't afford to open and close. People are ending up homeless, jobless, and poor. Our community is doing the best it can to keep each other afloat, even with the idiots who believe the propaganda pieces. No one out here is woke. We're tired. We're just as much, led in the dark by the fake politicians as you are. Let's come together and be respectful. That's the only way we'll get through these times. Look to your neighbor. They want their needs met just as much as you do. They just disagree that people should have to suffer, fight, or die for it. You shouldn't be this close to the pits of poverty. Keeping a system we live in that is currently hanging on by a thread made up of our collective exploitation isn't a solution, it's lacking. Let's put in the hard work it'll take to make sure our kids have a future. First off, let's establish something we can all agree on. Money isn't real. Hear me out. It's a man-made resource. It helps us determine the value of everything around us, but it's a tool we've allowed to be abused. Money is not being distributed to the necessary areas of our society. Money is a resource, treated as such. So here are a few solutions. These are not my original ideas. I'd say these are a collection of ideas a little bit of me spiced in there. If we could rewrite the way we have and enforce our laws, I'd start with defining exactly what politicians can and can't do, standardizing our system of campaigning, and making concrete what expectations are for being a politician. The people who are supposed to represent us are too busy collecting fat checks. How else do we make sure decision makers are doing the decision making with us in mind? We keep repeating ourselves on. How we don't want to have politicians who make shady deals or take billion dollar gifts from private organizations. Can we see if politicians are sponsored by big industries? They need to be wearing a NASCAR jacket branded by those who sponsor their campaigns. Inside information on stocks? You can't own stocks if you're a politician. Your job is to be detached from all economic incentives to make sure the best decisions are for. the ones who voted for you. We can vote out who really doesn't have our best interests and create a basic area of qualifications. Rule number one, guide not control. We need transparency. Politicians, you are to keep the people in mind. All of the people, no matter the background. You do not need experience or formal education. You just have to live in the community in order to run for community elections. First thing to establish, what is the position for, what are you able to do as the person in this position, what concerns motivated you to take up the responsibility, what do you intend to do if you win the race. The job description says to make sure you outweigh all options with other elected cabinet members who are held under the same standards. All you do is find solutions to problems you are elected to fix. Right now, we have rich private school royalty running our government. Royalty is misdirected and unattached to everyone else because their needs are already met by conforming to white supremacist expectations. Did you know we can do extensive family background checks to see who came from old money? Rule number two, answer asked questions. Grifting to how we should present ourselves as people of certain values is completely unacceptable. I shouldn't have to change everything about myself to be deserving to live. Advocating that I need to be thin to be clothed, cis to be treated with respect, heterosexual to have a family, or white to be left alone, my private life, choices, and identity should not be the subject of widespread debate. I'm not a brand, I'm not an investment. not a product to be bought and sold. I am a human fucking being. And what I'm entitled to is to live a life long enough. As a person we count on to help us, our concerns need to be heard and addressed. You can campaign to the people, you just need to provide actual answers. But everything has a bias, but a bias that rationalizes there are no answers to a reoccurring problem is no longer acceptable. You can say, I don't know, I don't know how to help, or I was never aware of these struggles, let me look into that and talk to the community. You can look for answers from people who aren't paid to be a mouthpiece of corporate interest. Facts influence opinions, so it matters how they are used and what they're used for. An expert's reputation is built on how well their interpretation of the facts is not only correct, but cannot be incentivized by private institutions to change. Peer review is essential. They have the notoriety of being the most universal source to refer to. Rule number three. No more corruption. If you need help, publicly involved town hall meetings to vote on how we allocate funds to execute plans are part of the job too. Companies are now subject to community decisions. Show up in person and in public no more private behind closed doors deals. No matter what the advantages are, huge investments from corporations should be super illegal and the people involved should be arrested for corruption. So if the city of Chicago says all private businesses are to be taxed by 5% of all revenue made, come to the town hall meetings and be respectful. Work with the people your business directly affects. Food for thought. All private, fancy dinner interactions with those who hold hold a lot of capital, are subject to public investigations and allegation lawsuits, with evidence of course. Corruption should be weighted out. Corporations should have a voice, not a list of demands. I sure hope police officers would care about the needs of the many when we've overwhelmingly voted to make that decision. Food for thought. Political parties that are running for specific offices as a means of building trust and respect between entire populations, towns, or cities, split the funds evenly between all the parties, but that's just an idea. With that agreement made, you'll have access to a set aside stack of funds that is insured by whatever position is up for election. All candidates got the same set amount of funds, so no favoritism. What the people want is important. In totality, this idea is to ensure that every group has access to run while also keeping ourselves safe from tyranny. These events should be one of the closest watch job applications in our collective interest. Hmm, vetting. This part of the vetting process is a comprehensive background check. To make sure whatever they have to hide is public knowledge, not if they're gay or trans or anything. Let's not look into people's private lives in that way. That's weird. We mean, who have they associated themselves with? Like, public security things that we might need to know about. Any connections to secret organizations? Do they have a long history of covering up for secret investors? Are they pedophiles? Are they pathological liars? Anything that investigators can find that is criminal activity in the past will need a full briefing. A history of public service will be kept track of. Lies and promises, angles and agendas will be the direct subject of public knowledge. And then we'll get to the grilling. We want to know how our specific areas of concerns are being brought to their attention. We at least want a plan to work on finding a solution. Everyone has to answer the same question. Two three-hour live broadcastings of politicians answering relevant community questions. You have to answer with nuance to sway the public into picking you for the job. You'll have to go through the process to get to the next section. This part of the process will not be marketed or dramatized battle ring of entertainment. It's a political decision making process. The person we put in power can majorly affect a whole multitude of lives and giving the person the authority to guide us should be upheld to a set of standards. First off, get rid of debates. I don't want solutions out of who can remember cited information and say it faster. We can fact check them and keep track. Delegitimize proposed solutions due to misrepresentation and misinterpretation of facts. We need more of a conversation. Real world problems are not gaming topics for the rich to play with. Everyone competing has to answer the question directly. No more walking around trying to appease everyone. I want direct solutions. You will be stopped and scared. We can say there aren't enough resources to go around, but to blame it on the victims of circumstances and poverty is no longer an answer. It does not solve our problems economically, socially, or politically. Here at the bottom of the food chain, we're eating whatever shit we can get down here. Candidates will be given full time to propose a solution regardless of the ability, uninterrupted, but it will be stress test in critical interrogation. Buzz in like a jeopardy game. If we need an interpreter, one will be provided. If the question requires an explanation or further context, a politician needs to say, to bring more context to my answer or to elaborate on my proposal. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) Talk like a parrot for me. Results are the official one month campaign as a commercial break or advertising so everyone is kept up to date. Official vetting results are collected and maintained publicly, like an easy to access, well funded website or local PBS running on TV. Could be both. All of the information includes their profile, former occupation, the candidates many community accomplishments or none, promises kept, what they advocate for, and the solutions to the big three problems they care about most then answering a list of the most pressing questions, timelining their truths and contradictions in red, yellow, green to keep track of the consistency, a map of who they're campaigning to, and where, concerning information about anything about candidates, will be charted separating information into truths, lies, under investigation, and rumors, along with a direct response from said politician, if there are any associations, by the way that doesn't include how good of a Christian they are, or that they're this or that or other identity politics BS unions, groups, organizations go ahead with the homeowners association put that on their resume (laughs) and finally, this only matters to me, a list of what they have done and their political alignment via four square chart calculated by how they choose to solve the problems, it's like a sociology, philosophy, horoscope if you want fun in politics. Just another idea though, incubation. A whole month of trying to get our votes, with a system ensuring we address problems and have problem solvers at the helm, while also ensuring people are heard. If only authority figures don't take these solutions as a threat to our current status quo, maybe we can get those human rights and our dignity back? The military is still not looking very welcoming to that change. We should also change the way we vote. Are these problems that affect you? Do you agree or disagree with the solutions proposed? Why or why not? Write it down. Now, TLDR, I plan on elaborating the insure rights if we were to scrap the constitution. Later episode, I swear. But as of right now, hear me out. Your explanation is very valuable to the rest of the people. Your opinion, you're entitled to, as a collective group of people fixating on a personal, individual, specific insecurities. That depends on if everyone else has the same problem. That, what we call a need unmet. Any questions relevant to the concern of your needs not being met have to be answered directly the whole month leading up to election week. Candidates can save the same question concerning the same issue they do have to answer for the final campaign efforts a definitive push, if you will. The first time, general answer. But when the same kind of questions are being asked over and over again, then it's a problem that's getting a lot of attention. Let's give it the biggest amount of time to answer in the grill part two. Now hear me out. I got my tea right here. Accountability. Any prosecutor can decide to take up the opportunity to have politicians be held accountable for what they might have or might haven't done with substantial evidence and speculations, of course. In later episodes, we'll talk about the changes we want to see in the justice system, but for now, just roll with it too. If they have been found of a crime, they then are summoned to a press conference or a court hearing to address the allegations. Politicians could be disqualified or fired upon being guilty of a crime while running in office or in office. Nobody's safe. You should have your career destroyed for dishonoring important responsibility and you should quickly be removed from influencing our economy out of self-interest. If police officers can ensure that for the rest of us, that would be great. (laughs) Huge food for thought. Consequences are up to a randomly assigned public defense lawyer, specifically a scholar in public law who believes in your innocence. I know lawyers are also commodified, so again, for another episode. The lawyer has to be self-appointed, meaning they said, yeah. I'll do it without private incentives. You'll find out who's going to try to save your career on your court date. Ooh, if you get stuck with the guy who didn't want to represent you, I wonder what you did. Everyone's wondering what you did, which will be given to a random set of judges, three to seven, depending on how big the case is. Like took a loan here and you weren't supposed to do that. Okay, but like, oh, they bought him a house and that wasn't his business at all. Seven years ago, we dug that information up. Yeah, take his ass out. That's seven judges. And subject to public opinion, mostly through a randomly selected jury, also depending on the profile of the case, I would like three people like me in there. You're in even bigger trouble if someone from the outside tries to hook you up with the best odds. Accomplices, if you are involved, should be prosecuted too. the weight as to how much they've benefited versus how much their actions have been to avoid negative outcomes. They're at fault and responsible for over the entire investigation. Small time embezzlement? Okay. Small time embezzlement with a gun to his oh, head? Okay. Completely innocent. Big time embezzlement? Money laundering? Fraud? You were committed. Or maybe you need to be committed. Anywho. There are other obstruction of justices. Brian threatening, incentivized to give in one way or another due to corporate or private interferences. If this has been found in any group in the prosecution process, these groups being assembled to ensure a politician is held accountable, the whistleblowers and the investigators get whatever public prosecutors can extract from a complete rate of luxury and extra land. That's right, you get bl- blue shield for obstruction of justice. If there are any witnesses, they get a percentage. Whoever collaborates on giving evidence gets paid. Prosecutors and defending prosecutors can build up their private businesses with notoriety and community-first reputations. These are benefits of helping our community be free of corruption of any kind. Advocating for someone's innocence is a whole other thing. Fundraising for public sport is is okay. That's one person choosing monetarily support a person by getting more attention for or against the defendant. Fundraising will not apply to privately owned foundations, corporate organizations or businesses, all non-primary assets under the ownership or direct benefit of the person or people responsible are be liquidated to ensure safer elections in the future. If you didn't want a redistribution of your wealth, then don't try to bribe or incentivize anyone to do anything ever except work for you. That's legal. But we'll get to that later. Later episodes, of course, of course. And look at that. De-incentivize public service careers and reinforce efforts to not control our private lives while ensuring we are guaranteed the right to have baseline necessities. Once again, this is a collection of ideas I found commonly overlapping in a lot of other communities. Oh, how are we going to pay for that operation? So remember those companies who have incentivized both the public service jobs centered around having our basic needs met from town to city to state, and that they're able to drop millions of fresh off the press propaganda? Yeah, eat the rich. Homegrown businesses that provide services to small towns as best they can are not corporations. You're the owner who has to know what they're doing, and they know they are responsible for a lot of people who need jobs. You are not the rich we're eating. You don't even pass qualifiers to get any of that kind of focus. So sit down. Drastically different sense to address yet again in another episode. Solution that ran past me. Big businesses need to be cut into pieces. First off, corporations should no longer lobby because they have buying power. Their collective greed has led us to a lot of public services unable to be maintained. They bought a few red, white, and blue friends here and there to convince you there's nothing they can do about that. Get angry about that for a second because I just laid out an entirely new way of getting our people in position of power, and I'm not even a college graduate. Well, as we implement a set of standards as to how we engage with the single most life-affecting occupation in the country, we will set a new standard as to how the biggest money siphoning systems are going to circulate all the money we know they keep in offshore accounts and how they spend it community wise. Solution number two. Spend it or lose it. Resources are slim. Not enough money to go around. There is a leak in the boat. It's time to address it. Hoarding is very different from saving. Saving is creating a safety net. Lots of people say. And while I'm at it, investing is so that you never fall back into poverty. Thanks for investing. Here's a share. The stock market, shares, and investment rules, however, are a topic for another day, another episode. <laughs> Hoarding is what multimillionaires are doing. We don't have that kind of money to hoard in the first place, so um, get them off. Why do we as a group of people constantly struggling are allowing people who are hoarding money to stash it in offshore accounts? That's American property, buddy. Bring it back where we seize all of your assets to replenish what was stolen. It's called embezzlement. They're leaving with all of the jobs? Do you mean with our people making all of the stuff here in America? Well, if they want to move, they're gonna have to sell all of their properties that are already here, being worked by you. No really, do the math. Take one company. Pick at random. Fast food, retail, tech brand giants. doesn't matter, they just have to be a brand or a huge company. How much is each store or product sold? Making? By city? By county? By state? by country and worldwide if you really scale it back from one store to another how much money is how much money is that how much money is that now then we can subtract that what it costs to maintain each store how much does it cost to make each product and market it maintain each corporate office now when you divide amongst the employees create a tier list as to how much money is generated from every employee's position from cashiers to marketing team to web designing. What do you have left? We, in America, have Fortune 500 companies. That's a fortune between 500 companies across the US. Multiply by 500 when you take into consideration how much the owner, the CEO, the high-level execs, and upper parts of the company get paid. Do you know who ensures they get that kind of money all of the time? They're paying themselves. How much is left over shouldn't go to the person who has their name on the building? Just by the roughest calculations alone, that's pretty infuriating how much money isn't going towards the ones doing all the heavy lifting. The heads of corporations are so drunk with money, they don't know how to spend it. But they do know how to ensure that money keeps flowing up to them. They fill pockets to have us look the other way. If you're the interactive bunch, comment what your final answer was. Who the corporation is and what they do. How much do they currently pay their CEOs? Ask enough times and I'll make a discord for this podcast. Also, for anyone who wants to do any research on anything I suggested so far, go ahead. That is strongly encouraged in this community. In my link tree, you can email me. The owners of the company hired us to do manual labor. They owe us for the work. Homegrown businesses, you do not count. I will get to that in another episode. If corporations can't pay wages then they can't have workers. Food for thought, And reconstructing big businesses, it should be done from the bottom up. The lowest paid worker should have all of their basic needs met, and paid based on contribution, responsibility, specialization, time loyalty as a baseline. Illegal termination for record profit means reconstruction for immediate seizing of the corporation in question. The kind of entitlement we have right now owning an individual's time can also affect how many workers the heads decide to hire and fire. For companies to fire, lay off, shut down entire wings to make more profit, that's not job scarcity, that's corporate greed. When that happens, it falls back to homegrown companies to react. Homegrown companies have to fill in the gaps the corporations leave behind. You open more stores, you get more workers, the economy shrinks all of a sudden, the market you thought was there was growing, doesn't have the money to buy what you're selling. That's not Biden's fault it's the guy who bought him. Next episode, we'll discuss how to move forward with these frameworks. Where is the money going to go? If there are any cops listening, you might want to listen to the next episode. Thank you for listening into the In the Shadows podcast dedicated to talking it up. Like, subscribe for new content.